Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. America, the mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour satellite soiree. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York, broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Tacoma to Tampa, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo Way are on the air. Hey, listen, DA. Everything we say in DA, everything. How we doing, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us. Good show lined up for you. Coming up this week, as we've promoted throughout the week, Big 12 Media Days, one of the most interesting Big 12 college football seasons, I'm sure to pass, considering it's the last year of the Texas and Oklahoma entries into the conference, but they've also welcomed in four new faces, and so the Big 12 has gone from 12 to 10 to one season, 14 teams, the big 14. We'll talk to the head coach of the program that won the conference last year. Kansas State, remember, wins the conference, wins the Big 12 over TCU in a thriller in the Big 12 title game. TCU got that ticket to the college football playoff, but K-State won the conference. Chris Kleiman's done an amazing job in Manhappiness, Kansas, since he's taken over. We'll talk to the K-State head coach coming up here on the show, hour number three. Hour number four, with all this baseball all-star game stuff swirling, who could be cooler to talk to than the greatest catcher of all time? Johnny Bench is going to join us here on the show. Johnny Bench, baseball icon, member of the Big Red Machine, is going to join us in hour number four. We'll do baseball with Johnny. In this hour, 20 minutes, we've got your sound check. In 40 minutes, a Wednesday staple, a champ, and a chump. Let's start with your all-star game. Last night in Seattle, it had been eight long years since the National League had beaten the American League. AL dominance in the Midsummer Classic. Yet last night, the tables were turned. What or who showed out in the All-Star game? It is where we begin. You're cold open. Coles 1-2 to Freeman. Is popped down the left field line towards the corner. Rosa ran into the wall. He 
catch in right, one great catch in left. A Rosarena doesn't waste any time. 2-2 to Diaz, who's hit in the air to deep left field. Back it goes, Elias Diaz puts the National League in front. At 32 years old, in his all-star debut, a go-ahead home run. Me, me a lot to me, uh, to my family. I uh, mean, so proud. Uh, what I've been doing, what I've been accomplished. Uh, being the All-Star game for me is, is amazing. Two on, two out, and a 2-2 pitch. Ramirez swings and misses. Kimbrell slams the door. The National League's finally back on top. It's first All-Star game win since 2012. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. All right, that was Joe Davis on Fox. Elias Diaz, one of the heroes last night. First up, golf clap for the National League. It's been a long time since they won the All-Star Game. First time since 2012. They finally do it. Winners 3-2 last night. So that's the first winner was the National League getting the monkey off of their back. To give you some sense of how long it has been since the National League had won the All-Star game, in 2012, your World Series was the Giants versus the Tigers. Your World Series MVP was Pablo Sandoval. Winners of the American League West... The Oakland A's with 94 wins. Winners of the Central and the National League. The Reds with 97 wins. Two of the best teams in baseball. Cincinnati and Oakland. And Pablo Sandoval winning the World Series MVP. And the Tigers getting to the Fall Classic. A lot has changed. A lot has changed. So the National League... Nicely done, finally getting the win last night. I also thought on display was all of this great young talent for Major League Baseball and international talent for Major League Baseball. The NBA is oftentimes applauded for really having an international game. Look at the superstars that have been built in the in the NBA that were not born here in the States. Giannis, Joel Embiid, Jokic, the list goes on and on. Doncic, but in Major League Baseball, we saw a lot of the same stuff in this derby and in the in the All-Star game, whether it was Shohei or so many of the Latin ball players. These guys are exciting. These guys are fun. They've brought charisma to the sport. They've brought, they've brought great storylines. So I think that helps baseball as well. And the other big winner, I thought, for baseball and for this weekend was the city of Seattle and Mariners fans who have been starved for winners or something to get excited about for a long time. Let's face it, for the better part of 20 years, Mariners fans have been dragged through the mud. It's been a long time since the peak Ichiro, A-Rod days, and yet here they were. They were phenomenal at the home run derby. They were phenomenal last night at the All-Star game chanting to Shohei Otani, come to Seattle. That was awesome. The love, the adoration they poured down for Julio Rodriguez, that was extraordinary as well. Perfect, 
beautiful night last night for the game. The ballpark is spectacular, and there is something about watching a West Coast outdoor event for those of us in the Midwest and the East Coast that get to watch an event in daylight as it's darkness where we are. With so many domes, retractable roofs, domes, and indoor things like hockey and basketball, we don't get to see all the time in prime time that beautiful sparkling sunlight when it's nighttime. And it was it was great. It was great to watch. Last night, the whole thing just came off so well on television. So big ups to the National League, big ups to the Young Stars, and big ups to the city of Seattle for doing wonders over the last couple of nights and making it an event. Pretty cool. 855-212-4CBS. Or on Twitter, DA on CBS. Let me also say hat tip to my Oakland A's brethren. Even though I'm not from the Bay Area, I'm not an A's fan per se. I certainly have taken up their cause because it's a righteous one. A's fans don't deserve to have their team ripped from them. And they have stumped every step of the way to say, we love our team and we're not going to go down without a fight. And last night, A's fans showing up in Seattle with the sell the team hashtag signs, dressed in A's gear, man fraud signs as well. And sell the team was trending on Twitter last night. Sell the team was trending on Twitter during the All-Star game. That is the power of a fan base that will not take no for an answer. Now, Rob Manfred has tried to blow through every stop sign. Relocation has started already. The process has begun, blah, blah, blah. But I just applaud a fan base that has something that's really important to them being ripped away, and they're not going to go whimpering quietly into the night. And they may lose this fight. They may. They likely will lose this fight. But it will not be without intestinal fortitude shown by A's fans, and I think that all of America should be standing with A's fans instead of looking at the city of Oakland and saying, why can't you keep teams? There must be something going on. That that doesn't affect you, okay? The municipality decisions of how taxpayer monies are used, how an owner may have manipulated situations, that that really doesn't affect you. What affects you is if your beloved team were being ripped away because the owner had one foot out the door and was trying to make create a narrative for himself to get richer somewhere else and you couldn't do anything to stop it. Just imagine your favorite team and there was no way for you to stop them being stolen away. That you had done your part. When the Ace have been good... A's fans have showed up, just witnessed their attendance in the 90s and the late 80s when they had a World Series team. And before, the stadium was hot garbage. In fact, now it's cold garbage. You know, let's not look at the last 10 years when everybody's known that that ballpark has been a decrepit toilet bowl that none of us would want to go see a game and no matter how good our team was. You'd rather watch it on TV. Okay. Look at when the stadium was still decent and the team was decent. And that's a better snapshot of of attendance figures. And when that happened, 
they were top five in attendance every year. You wouldn't want this happening to your community or your team, and so we should all be on high alert. And I think that's why also I have been so passionate about this. It can happen to you if it's happening in Oakland. You may say, well, we don't have the Coliseum. We don't have a dump like that. All right, but don't think that franchises have been relocated with better stadiums than what we saw in Oakland. It, it has happened. Everybody should be on high alert that things like this can happen. At the very least, an owner ripping apart a roster so that it looks like no one cares because the losses mount and then the fans don't show up. It's a convenient narrative. Don't think it can't happen to you. So that's why I've stood with the Oakland A's fans, and that's why I thought it was cool last night that even during the All-Star game, sell the team was trending. Yeah, he should have to sell the team because he's a crook. Fisher, get him out. All right, we're off and running on a Wednesday morning here on the DA Show. When we come back here on the program, we've got Soundcheck, your best audio of the day with a decidedly baseball flair including Barry Bonds weighing in on why he's not in Cooperstown. And one baseball reliever gives his prediction on how much money Shohei Otani should get on the free agent market. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, welcome back. You can always listen to the show on hundreds of affiliates nationwide and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. Soundcheck begins with Barry Bonds who for the first time, at least in a long time, perhaps ever, 
has spoken about being upset about not being in Cooperstown and why he's not invited, why he's not included. Here is Barry Bonds. People have to understand something is that the fact of is that I was vindicated. I went to the court. I was in federal court and I won my case 100%. Where is the vindication of me in my own sport? That's what bothers me. So Bonds made headlines with this and this audio is courtesy of the Swinging for the Fences podcast. I believe that's the name of the podcast. Hollywood Swinging, rather. And while he's technically correct, he is leaving out a very significant item here. And I think that this gets lost through time. And that is, while he was not found guilty of obstruction... In the Balco case, which is what the the count was, which is what the the indictment was for, he did admit taking PEDs. And this is something people oftentimes confuse when I talk about Barry Bonds. People say he was never found guilty. He never admitted to taking steroids. No, he did. He did. He said that he took the cream and the clear, which was a performance enhancer, unknowingly he admitted that he took steroids he just said it was unknowingly and they were trying to get him on knowingly taking steroids via the balco case now if you believe that he was just simply taking a cream a flaxseed oil rubbing it on his body his muscles feet head and hands expanding he goes from the baseball player with the body type we saw in the 80s with the Pirates to the hulking monster we saw in the late 90s, early 2000s, and you believe he didn't know how he was getting there, then you're kind of gullible. So, of course, he knew what he was doing. Of course, he knew he was taking steroids. They have the whole chart, the whole book about this lays it all out. He had a schedule. He had a chart. He knew he was getting it from Victor Conti. Obviously, he knew what he was doing, and he knowingly took steroids. Now, you could argue that, hey, there was no testing. That's fine. But you cannot argue he didn't take steroids. And so when Bond says, I was vindicated, well, in what way? You weren't found guilty of obstruction of justice, but you did admit to taking steroids, and that's the whole bit here. Now, again, we could argue whether Bonds and Clemens and Sosa and McGuire and Palmero and the rest of these guys deserve it, even though they did take steroids. That's a different conversation. But we cannot fall down the rabbit hole of going, well, Bonds was never found guilty of taking steroids. He took steroids. He also is admitting that it finally bothers him, and I think that's a good step forward to being honest. It does not help him that he was such a jerk to so many people as he marched to the record. It doesn't help that Hank Aaron is the beloved figure that he is, and he should be the home run king. And instead, Bond stole it by cheating. And as Bond said, Major League Baseball, and let's get this clear and straight, had a rule and has rules. Whether they were broken or not broken, there were rules, some rules. In my era, there was no rules. 
Okay, so again, Bonds, his defense is before me and after me, there were rules about what you can take, what the level playing field was. When I was playing, there were no rules. It was the Wild West. So I did it. Okay, so let's just make sure we frame it that way. And if you frame it that way, then the guys that took steroids are either all in or all out. Now, I've said I think there are guys that have taken steroids that are in Cooperstown, and so that really can't be a hill to die on anymore. But in terms of positive tests or admission of taking steroids, known steroid users, those guys are not into this point in time. So it's not just the Barry Bonds witch hunt. Those guys are not in. And I think the one of the big problems with Barry is that He's always been so combative, and he was just a jerk to people. And so people don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt, and that happens in life. If you're a guy that everybody hates because you treat them like dirt, well, that doesn't usually come around to help you later on. All right, more from Soundcheck. Here is Mark Cuban, owner of the Mavericks, on the misunderstood Kyrie Irving. I think, I think Kyrie's just misunderstood. You know, everybody sees all the noise and everything around him, but when you actually talk to him, um, I like him. You know, he's, he's just, he's open, he's smart. Um, you know, he's always looking to learn things. And to me, you know, he's, he's an interesting guy that's just misunderstood. I need to know why he's misunderstood. I need to know how he's misunderstood. And I need to know why it seems like everywhere he goes, it implodes and self-destructs because misunderstood feels like um, a relatively benign way to describe a guy for Kyrie Irving's track record of turning masses against him and the production on the basketball court consistently falls short and everywhere that he goes seems to be toxified. That's a little bit more than just misunderstood, I would say. Here is Blue Jays closer Jordan Romano being asked what type of deal would you give Shohei on the open market? Johnny, um, I mean, pitcher and hitter, pr- pretty much an ace and uh, one of the best hitters in the league. Um, I'm giving him 600 mil, like 10 years, 600, make him happy. Okay, 10 years, 600 mil to, quote, make him happy. That would make you happy, huh? 60 million bucks a year? Look, again, if you kind of squeeze the numbers here, crunch them, you're talking about a guy that's going to get paid as one of the great power hitters in the game and then also an ace of a staff. So if each half of that equation makes $30 million a year, then we're starting to come around to $60 million bucks a year, 10 years, 600 mil. Let me tell you, I think that half a billion dollars, $500 million for Shohei Otani actually feels like a deal it does that if you're gonna lay out 300 million dollars and 400 million dollars or 265 million dollars of other guys that we've seen those contracts across baseball if guys get 300 million bucks isn't Shohei Otani worth at least one and a half times that considering everything that he does and the level that he does it so it sounds like a bonkers number but it's not really that bonkers And finally, a little bonus clip. We got a hot mic, hot mic on Flyers social media as questions abound. 
and create an awkward moment. Hey Garnet, I was just wondering as um, a veteran with a relatively successful NHL career, what makes the Flyers run a rebuild state, a destination that was designed? How many times is she going to ask this f you know, there's, a, there's really a lot of things I go into. Um, when I look at it, it's, a, it's an organization that... Oh my. Whoops. Ooh. Oh my. <laughs> so somebody in a hot mic said, how many times is she going to ask this bleeping question? <laughs> Schwartz on a call? I was going to say, the Islanders are smart enough to keep themselves on mute during the Schwartz questions. So about this further the point on the new arena. <laughs> about that about that new arena. Can we hear the hot mic one more time so we can hear them getting hey, Garrett, I was just wondering as um, a veteran with a relatively successful NHL career, what makes the Flyers run a rebuild state, a destination that was designed? How many times is she going to ask this f***? You know, there's, a, there's really a lot of things I go into. When I look at it, it's, it's an organization that... Does somebody say in the background also the flyers suck? Yes, I yes. think it's the the woman that asks the question. I think she's then responding to the fellow Philadelphia reporter that says, why does she keep asking this bleeping question? <laughs> no, no, no. That's a flyers employee. Oh, that's it. That's the not. Ma- those aren't man, reporters? The man's voice. So the woman is Gianna Han, Philly Inquirer. The man's voice is a flyers like PR person. Wow. Oh. Who's running the thing? Oh my! That's who's supposed to have his mic off? Yep, and had he's it on. That she's asking. I guess she's been asking everyone this question. <laughs> Mike was off. Right. Mike was on. Should have been off, mm-hmm. but it was actually on. Correct. <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure that she's responding to him and say, "The Flyers suck anyway. Why do you watch?" <laughs> <laughs> this is such a short situation. <laughs> Where a reporter asks everybody on the team the same question and PR people start getting frustrated because it's so redundant and the players are like, oh my God, how many times are I going to answer this? And reporters do this for one of two reasons. Number one, they're working on a story about that theme and they need everybody to answer for that same theme. Or B, they really don't know much about the team, so they just keep hammering the same question because that's the only question they know to ask. And don't think that for a minute the PR people aren't annoyed constantly by specific members of their assembled media. Peter Schwartz, this happens New York Sports Day. All the time, where a PR person that leads a, a press conference is like, oh, this jackass again? Oh, God, how many times is this slob going to ask this question? Oh, I can't stand this guy. <laughs> it's just... It happens all the time. Peter, you so. broke up there. Uh, try it again. I don't know if it's your internet or not. Try it one more time. Can you hear me now? Yeah, try it. Go ahead. I picture uh, Schwartz, Schwartz glitching in real time as is like he turns into a robot. Can you hear me now? <laughs> you got to love that PR team being like, oh, God, please. If Schwartz is going to ask an arena question, just glitch out so he doesn't even get to ask the question, please. Oh, no, we can hear him. Didn't oh. they slowly push Peter to the last question <laughs> yes, and then yes. leaving him with his hand in the air? Oh, we're out of time, guys. Thanks so much. <laughs> even better, remember Pete asked an arena question and they edited it out of the press conference yes. that they posted on their website. That's right. Doing them dirty. They were so sick and tired of the questions. They're like, take that out before we post it. Nobody needs to hear that damn question again. To further the point on the new arena.
to further the point on the new arena. New <laughs> Sports, New York Sports Day. And that is your sound check. Standing by is a kind sir, Mr. Andrew Bogish. AB, how many innings of All-Star Baseball did you get to see last night? Um, I saw the AL go in front 2-1. What inning was that? The sixth? I saw, I saw that. I think the sixth. Yeah, whatever yeah. point of that, that was the last thing I remember seeing last night. It is fun, isn't it, when you're on the East Coast or in the Midwest and it's all dark out and then you're watching a sporting event and it's like bright, twinkly sunlight. Yeah. That's what was happening yesterday. I enjoyed that. Well, um, I was also happy that I saw almost six full innings in my like two hours of viewing. Yeah. In the past, that might have been like three and a half innings. So at least they're moving, moving this bad boy along. Yeah, yeah. Baseball's moving along. Good clip. You get to see some... Some innings change, which is nice. Can I ask what you guys enjoyed most? The uh, the home runs, the two defensive web gems, or like me, do you guys enjoy watching every reliever slash starter come in and throw absolute smoke with a just ridiculous bender? I thought you were going to say you enjoy watching the cutaways by Fox of the players' wives. Nah. I enjoy that. Uh, nah, me? Nah, come on. Did they do a lot of that? I didn't see it. They yeah, did a lot of that. I guess ESPN did it during the, the home run derby. I was doing a lot of Twitter scrolling while watching the game yesterday. I see. I like the web gems. I thought last night was fun from the, the place at the wall. Yeah, I was in the car still for those. I still, still, still haven't seen the two first inning catches. I saw the second Garcia one. Cool. Uh, we, we were also we were robbed of, in the bottom of the ninth, um, as I was starting to doze off, we were robbed of Julio Rodriguez's hometown golden moment off yeah. Craig Kimball. Yeah. He walked him. I know. He walked him. I know. Everyone is waiting to see. All right. Well, here are your headlines. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Hump. Last National League win before <laughs> last night was 2012. <laughs> Craig Kimbrell pitched in that game and last night, recording the final three out to the 3-2 victory over the AL. I'm just glad I was able to get the job done. It's been a while since uh, the National League has got a win, so it feels pretty good. Yeah, nine-year losing streak ending. Kimbrell on Fox after Kaying Jose Ramirez with two on to end the night in Seattle. The senior circuit took the lead in the eighth on a two-run homer from Rockies catcher Elias Diaz. That was his first all-star game at bat, and it makes him the first Rocky to win MVP of the Midsummer Classic. The game also featuring the usual great defense, an overturned stolen base, and an overturned home run. Luis Arise chasing 400, saw two pitches, and got two hits. The AL now leads the all-time series 47-44-2. The game featured the pitch clock and the other new rule changes like during the regular season. Union Chief Tony Clark likes those changes but says... They're not perfect. So far, so good. Guys have adapted well. Uh, the response seems to have been positive. Uh, but as we start the second half of the season, it's going to be important that we smooth out or continue to smooth out as many of the rough edges as possible. Specifically, players want to tweak the pitch clock before the postseason. They are open to things that would let the game breathe, especially during those playoffs. Unfortunately for them, no Rob Manfred then said the league likes the clock as is and doesn't believe in changing rules in season. Pat Fitzgerald's lawyer says Northwestern fired its football coach for cause amid their hazing scandal. The school, though, has not informed them if it wants to withhold the remaining $40 million on Fitzgerald's contract. Two players were available, neither selecting the NFL's supplemental draft yesterday. It was the first time in three years the league even held one. The NBA's Board of Governors... I wonder why that is. Back in, like, the 80s and 90s, the supplemental draft had a lot of players in it. 
And instead now, yeah, we barely have it. I wonder what has changed. Yeah, I don't know if um, there's less players who are oddly not eligible for the draft in April and then are mm-hmm. in the summer or... I don't know how to explain it either, but it doesn't happen every year. And, and I mean, there's usually only a handful of guys that you even would consider taking or could it's be like taken. For the NFL, everything is so massive that a supplemental draft in July would be a television event. It would be a talk topic. A guy like Brian Bosworth, who was a massive star at Oklahoma and then became a star, even though he wasn't very good for the Seattle Seahawks out of sheer kind of personality, was a supplemental pick. There was a number of them back in the late 80s, but I guess something eligibility-wise for the draft changed because now it's a total non-entity where if it was anything like a Brian Bosworth situation, it would be blown out of the water. Well, I mean, the only time I remember mattering was Terrell Pryor, right? I mean, that was it? I guess in recent memory, yeah. Right? Yes. See, that's who I'm thinking. I have the right name with all I the Ohio so. yeah. State stuff. He was yep. in the supplemental draft? Yeah. Yep. Uh, the NBA's Board of Governors approved two rule changes yesterday. One of them calls for a free throw now when a flopping call is made. The oh. guilty player... Is that so? Mm-hmm, the wow. guilty player gets a non-unsportsmanlike conduct tech... Now, you can't get thrown out for those, but I, because I'm a nerd, want to discuss non-unsportsmanlike. That's a double negative. Non and un cancel oh, to the round. good one. So let's call this just a sportsmanlike text. That's right. Yes, which yes, sounds right. even cooler, right? That's I want exactly one of right. those. Yeah, sportsmanlike conduct. Uh, last but not least, WNBA last night, the Las Vegas Aces cruising to win 218 and 2 with a 98-72 win over the Mercury. DA, you I'm said, done. You said they're 218 and 2? No, the cruising two, eighteen and two. Okay, eighteen and two. Their record is eighteen and two by cruising to a ninety-eight seventy-two win over the Mercury. You got you got me all tongue tongue tied. Yeah, there was a misstep in there. No, no, maybe not. No, there was. Okay, yeah. Bellotti, Bryce gonna lose and Manny's gonna cruise. That's what's it. Why we must beg the question? Why? Why the Padres' dads? You are on the same wavelength as me because last night I actually had a dream about he who shall not be named. Hey, now. A dream? Yeah. <laughs> Strangers we were... in the night. <laughs> I think we were at an airport. I couldn't be certain. Maybe it was an outdoor restaurant, which sounds much different than an airport. Romantic either, either way, way. Either way, I was walking through this kind of like air tunnel. I don't know what you would call it. Corridor, rather. And there was he who shall not be named, and he was waiting tables. I think he had gathered a number of giant glasses <laughs> emptied from glasses of beer uh, <laughs> on like a big platter that he was holding, but he was also drinking an enormous sloshing mug of of beer or something. So he was either a server that was drinking on the job or he was a patron that looked like a waiter. I don't, one of the two, but <laughs> well, just he, with that white outfit, that that kind of can pass off as maybe that's it. Maybe mm-hmm. he struck me like he was a waiter. Ooh, salsa in the light. <laughs> da and bogus eating salsa in the light. He was he was so gregarious when I saw him as well, and so it just goes to show you that no matter what situation you find yourself in with he who shall not be named, including whether he's a waiter at your airport, he's still in a good in a good mood. Kill him with the, kill him with the, kill him with the, kill him with the, kill him with the head side. Kill him with the no. Yeah, he puts you in good mood. I was expecting, first time I met him at Bob's Bar, I was expecting 
there to be like this over the top aura. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, no, I mean, he was he was funny. He was great. He seemed like a very nice guy. I uh, enjoyed talking with him. Just from all the clips and the just absurdities that uh, I've seen from years past on the show, I, w- I don't know. I was expecting like a circus. You're you're not wrong. There is a um, a gentleness. There is, yeah, a he's meekness. a gentle giant of yes. of he shall not be named. Do you think that that's changed, Bogish, since we used to have him on the show? So, but I think he's like like many true performers when they're not on mic. <laughs> They have a lower level. Like some guys are always on, and some guys save it for showtime. And I think okay. he who shall not be named saves it for the big moment. There's always this smile, and once you get going, the personality comes out. But it's not like he's not in your face as you might expect. That's probably true. And I think he was very humbled over the last couple of years. I think the banishment really humbled him. I think he recognizes the error of his ways, which meant that he could no longer even be named yeah. on the show. I think he had real life humbling as well. It wasn't just show related. Bombay. And I think that he who shall not be named recognized that maybe he was immature at times uh, in a prior experience, prior life. And now he's kind of gotten his his whole act together. And so he was just very humble to be part of it. He flew in from Minnesota for it. He was very grateful when I spoke to him. He could not stop thanking me for letting him be part of this. And, and the listeners, he just kept thanking the listeners. My goodness, they're so great. It's so great to meet them. So I... I think, Boyle, you did get a slice of perfect word, gentleness, that he who shall not be named has always acted with. But also, if he was one type of way in, like, let's say 2018, he's not exactly that way anymore. And I think for the better, I thought the version that we got of him at Bob's Bar was a very positive version. Wouldn't you agree, Pete the Body? Yeah, it was. Ve- he was. It was actually real. Not. That is not good to talk to him, but it was really good to talk to him. (laughs) He was in a good mood. He was, I think he felt a little relief. He felt a little at peace. Yes. Yes. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We we like being at peace. We like uh, like people being, feeling good and doing well. Yes. And then I think he was. It was was good to see him. Yes. Yes. It would be like if you left a team on really bad terms and they invited you back for a reunion. So it was like, you know, you shot your way out of town. They traded you. You said all these bad things about them on the way out of town. And then they brought you back for, like, the 25th anniversary of the World Series. Right. And you're like, oh, okay, now I got closure. A standing ovation, everything. Yes. That's Pete's slogan for when he runs for president. We like peace. (laughs) We like peace. We like closure. Would be my slogan. We like peace. We like closure. Hey, now. Hey, now. Dreaming. So I think my favorite performance by he i'm just gonna call him he from now on (laughs) uh, at bob's bar was the canadian national anthem because i think that was that was peak absurdity because she's obviously a great singer but was the bob's bar show 
an NHL game that we had to have both. Yes. The- <laughs> Gordon in Vancouver was yes. there requiring both anthems. <laughs> exactly. We respect our audience. Mm-hmm. I we opened up the show with the Star Spangled Banner and then opened up hour number two with the Canadian National <laughs> Anthem. Rich from Baltimore, whatever his name was from Baltimore, I think was just, I, I think he had spoon fed me two or three orange crushes at that point. I remember just belting out the end of the Canadian National <laughs> yeah, Anthem. Yeah, you were into it. You really took that boil and ran with it. You really enjoyed singing with the Canadian national anthem. <laughs> I did. I did. When I played that one summer in the in you know college baseball, that was it, I heard it every single day, and it's a good anthem. It really is a, an underrated, is. phenomenal anthem. It's better than ours. It hundred percent is. Yeah. Hey, that's kind of unfortunate to say, but you're right. I think it's a better it's a better national anthem. But when you played this in the summer league. Were there Canadian teams in the league? Because you didn't play in Canada. Yeah, no, we. I was on the lone Canadian team. Oh, I was it, all the way okay. up in up in Thunder Bay on the mouth of Lake Superior. Oh, I, but all your game were all your games played in the states. When or we some... when we were home, we would play home in Thunder Bay, oh. and every other team in the league was yeah in the states. So we would. Oh, wow. We would... Okay. Well, much like Joey Votto, Pat Boyle is a Canadian baseball legend. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, the closest trip we had was to Manitoba. Manitoba, three hours away. Wow. About that. Thunder Bay. Yeah, I remember we went all the way to Des Moines one time. I think it was Des Moines or some other, yeah, godforsaken city in Iowa. And I <laughs> found myself in a strip club on a Monday night. That was shocking. Des Moines, ignore what Pat just said. Please. <laughs> Residents well, De- of Iowa, ignore what Patches. Uh, Des Moines is a great city, but I'm um, just there's godforsaken cities in in New Jersey. There's godforsaken cities in Iowa, and they all have Monday night strip clubs. <laughs> yeah, that that one did. That one certainly did. <laughs> and Tuesday night and Wednesday night. That's it. All night. <laughs> <laughs> Not just Mondays. Uh, the days that end in Y. We've got a champ and a chump coming up next. Da CBS Sports Radio. Only one letter separates them, but they're galaxies apart. One is a true winner. One is a pathetic loser. This is DA's Champ or Chump. Listen to us on your phone. Use the free Odyssey app. Also the free CBS Sports app to stream us on your phone. Let's hear it for twins as the Angels now have a pair of brothers on their team the angels selected zach joyce in the 14th round as well as ben joyce in the third round of last year's mlb draft and so a pair of twins for the angels following two twins being drafted to the top five of the nba draft from overtime elite the g league team Amen Thompson and Azar Thompson both got drafted. Rockets took Amen 4. Azar went to the Pistons at number 5. And Pete the Body is going to love this, that Amen and Azar, the basketball twins, are known as the Thompson Twins, which, if you're a fan of 80s music, hold me now. Whoa, walk my heart. Stay with me, stay with me. Left loving stuff. <laughs> Thompson twins. So after having AJ, I just look at twins and go, my goodness, those parents are superheroes. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with two at the same time or three or more? Twins, your champs. That's DA's champ.
your chumps, everybody at the Northwestern situation, Northwestern administration for receiving an independent investigation and report and deciding this ain't so bad. Two week suspension. Then going back and going, ah, maybe it's worse than we thought. You're fired. On top of it, a culture at Northwestern that, if it is true, created these types of habits, this type of hazing, etc. And I think, again, if these are true allegations and 11 players did say there was an infrastructure of hazing within that program, then Fitzgerald and the coaches and the program itself has to take its lumps as well. And so everybody involved with the Northwestern situation Chumps. That's DA's chump. Class is now dismissed. Pete, the body's going through the same thing I am at this point in time with little Carrie, who is seven weeks old or so. Mm-hmm. Carrie and AJ are about the same age. Yes. Could you imagine doing this with two kids at the same time? Well, we have a preview of it with, uh, with Timmy around, and, and it's even with an older kid, it's there is a, a challenge to it. But. Yeah. But I am going to guess, make an educated guess, that at a certain point, you hit a curve, a learning curve, where everything gets a little easier. Yeah. No, that's, that's true. And But Timmy's what? How old now? Going to be three in August. Going to be three. So imagine feeding, burping, changing, crying constantly, simultaneously mm. with two people, My two God. kids. Boy! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 